0: Churches have reopened for in-person services, and the only thing they're missing is you. Worship at your local church this weekend. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Odyssey. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center.
1: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins
2: on Fresh Wind Radio. There are certain people in our world that uh, it's not popular to hang around with. Uh, They're untouchable. For whatever situation or circumstance, uh, they're ostracized. They're put to the side. And as I studied the Bible, Jesus touched the untouchable. He focused on the least, the lost, and the left out. gave me this series, What Did Jesus Do? What did Jesus do? Uh, There was a time where there were some very popular wristbands that were out that said, uh, what would Jesus do? And the revelation to me is obviously we don't know because we're not doing (laughs) what he would have done. So the revelation hit me. I need not to talk about that. Talk about what he did do. Uh, because that ambiguity of what might he do, uh, we don't necessarily get it. So today, I'm starting por- part one of my series, uh, What Did Jesus Do? If you have your Bibles with you, your outline, your Nooks, your Androids, whatever you're going to use to take copious notes, if you don't have your Bible, it will be on the screen for you. Let's make our faith confession. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I believe that my life will never be the same after hearing and doing the living Word of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. The sermon's entitled The Untouchables the untouchables. I'm going to focus on the least, the lost, and the left out, the untouchables. There are certain people in our world that uh, it's not popular to hang around with. Uh, they're untouchable. For whatever situation or circumstance, uh, they're ostracized. They're put to the side. And as I study the Bible, Jesus touched the untouchables. He focused on the least, the lost and the left out. I was reading a, a book The Search for God's Own Heart. They had a story in there that blessed me. It says this, a soldier was wounded in battle, ordered to the nearest military hospital. At arriving at the entrance, he saw two doors, one marked for minor wounds and the other for serious wounds. He entered the first door and walked down a long hallway. At the end of a hallway, he saw two more doors. One read for officers and the other for enlisted men. The soldier went through the second door. Again, he found himself walking down a long hallway with two doors at the end. One read for party members, the other for non-party members. He went through that door and found himself back on the street. (laughs) He went back to his barracks, and and, and he says... uh, His friend says, how was the trip to the hospital? He says, they didn't touch me, but they were very organized. What we cannot be is an organized church that doesn't touch people. You can't be the body of Christ and have all order and have no love. See, if we're supposed to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ, when people come into interaction with us, they must feel something different. The Bible says we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. When people come in contact with me, they should feel better. Salt brings out the best in people. So when people meet you, you should bring out. Jesus died for the worst in us while looking at the best in us. Sometimes because we get dressed up and we look cute, people act like your stuff don't. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, we all have issues and things that are not pleasant to their eyes, but sometimes it gets dressed up. And we forget where we came from. Look at your neighbor and say, he might be talking about you. Jesus touched the untouchables. We're teaching from Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 states, When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a leper came up to him and bowed down before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to make me clean. This is... First off, a leper or leprosy is a terrible disease. Left untreated, you die within 10 years. Uh, your nerve endings begin to not work and his skin breaks down. And it's something where they say you should not touch them because they're contagious. What I love about the leper, the leper was not con- concerned about what people thought about him. I'm coming to Jesus. What you must realize many times in your faith walk, we often run to the wrong person. One thing the leper knew, the leper knew that my friends couldn't help me. My family could help me, but Jesus could help me. Why is it that when we fall down and we make mistakes, we run away from God versus running to God? He's the only one that can fix you. But sometimes we allow our situations and circumstance to overwhelm us and we run in the wrong direction. Matthew 11:28. I'm going to read from the Message Bible. It says this, I like this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. I don't know if you know Jesus wasn't about religion, he's about relationship. Ooh, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to make a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Another translation says, come to me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's no place you're going to find rest outside of Jesus. You may think drugs will do it. You may think sex will do it. Nothing will give you the rest of Prince Jesus. For he is the prince of peace. The, the, The leper had faith. He says, I know you can heal me. Why is it that the least have more faith than the most? We sitting here, y'all, in a full church, air-conditioned working. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we should have a lot to praise God for. We should have a lot to be thankful for. But sometimes those with the most complain the most. <laughs> he says this, Hebrew, Hebrews 11.1, one, now faith, it'll be on the screen, is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. The leper, despite his condition, did not lose his faith. Where is your faith at today? Because I know you don't have his condition, but yet he still had faith. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able. Come on, get that in. Say, Now unto him Who is what? Come on, let's say he's what? Come on, say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the doctor diagnosed you with something, everyone say he's what? Uh, When the judge says no verdict, he'd say he's able. When the lawyer said it's not going to work out for you, he says what? See, sometimes you got to get in your spirit. I don't care what the man said. What did God say? And God says, he's able. He's able. Doesn't matter my situation. I know it don't look right, but he's able. I know what they said. He's able. Cece, see, what you have to realize, family... You're going to have situations and circumstances where people are going to say it's not going to work out for you. You're going to have situations where they're going to say you can't get the job. They're going to have situations where they say you don't qualify, but I understand. If God told me yes, no man can tell me no. So you got to get in your spirit that my Bible says the answers of God are yes and amen. He's able... See, see, someone in your life told you you couldn't do it. Someone said you didn't qualify. Someone said you weren't good enough. Someone said this and that. But for some reason, somehow, you're here today. Somebody said that you would never graduate college. But somehow, some way, you're here. Someone said that you would never be where you are. But somehow, some way, God made a way. See, see, you have to get this so embedded in your spirit that I don't care what comes my way. As Romans 8.31 says, if God be for me, who can be against me? My Bible says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you speak to your mountain. My Bible says, what man says is impossible, my God says it's possible. So guess what? If you might be today in an impossible situation, and I'm telling your family, that's just a setup for God to be glorified. That's just an opportunity for God to manifest himself. Well, I don't get discouraged when it looks like there's no hope. Because when you're down to rock bottom, you'll realize he's the rock at the bottom. (laughs) When you thought you had nothing, (laughs) that's the ingredient where God makes something. Look, he says, now unto him who's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we may. Everyone say dare to ask. Come on, say dare I double dog dare you. Come on, be bold. Stop being scared. I dare you to ask. Why not? Praise God. My Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My Bible says the gold belongs to him. The silver belongs to him. And I'm a child of the most high God. Open your mouth and ask. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. <laughs> dare to ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to the power that works within who so if i have the power in me the only thing that's stopping manifestation is me because proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power So the only thing I'm eating on is what I have said. So if I don't like my meal, I got to change what I say. Because the Bible says we shall decree a thing and it shall be. You are living in your words. So if you don't like how you live and change. Hallelujah. Praise. Uh, Let me calm down. Let me calm down. (laughs) before I start sweating. (sighs) Matthew 8.3, look what it says. Jesus reached out his hand. (sighs) A leper should not be touched. Leprosy is contagious. But Jesus reached out his hand. some will ask why would Jesus reach out his hand? Well, Jesus had just got his four, his first four disciples and he wanted to show them what love was. Love is reaching out to the unreachable. Loving the unlovable. Reaching out. Ah, question. When's the last time you reached out? Oh. Jesus. He reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy left him. See, Jesus had touched people before. Touching was not the, uh, healing was not the miracle. It was who he touched. Pastor, break this down. Uh -uh. See, you can touch a prostitute in church, but nobody knows she a prostitute. You know, we could dress up real good. You could, trust, you could touch an alcoholic in church and not know he's an alcoholic. You could touch a weed head, marijuana, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. And you may not know who you're touching. But see, the leper, he, it was all evidence on his skin, his face. So Jesus is saying sometimes we don't touch them because we see their sin. Let me help you. Every now and then, a young lady gets pregnant. And we ostracize her because we see her sin. But we don't talk about the boy. The last time I check it, take two. But see, her sin is evident. So therefore, we judge her. Not talking about you just lucky it wasn't you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all alone. Jesus touched the untouchable to be a witness of what we're supposed to do. See, when a leper was within a certain distance, a leper would have to yell out, unclean, unclean. And tell everybody, I'm unclean. Don't come close to me. I'm unclean. How would it be if we came to church and says, I'm a hoe. I'm a hoe. I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk. I'm a weed head. I'm sleeping on my round right now with somebody? See, see, Pastor, that's rough. Well, imagine you had to call your sin as an introduction. The leper had to diagnose and tell everybody his issue. Imagine that. I'm gay, I'm gay. How do you handle that? And Jesus says, okay, I know you won't clean. but well, Come over here. I got you. See, I'm not going to stand before you and act like I don't have issues. We, we went to a spot. I don't want to say the name cuz I don't want y'all to judge anybody. It was a restaurant salad place. And there was a, a young guy that I I assume he was gay. I don't know cuz I don't know, but he dressed differently. Just keep it at that. And my wife said, "Why are you acting different around him?" I said cuz I feel uncomfortable. And uh she says, "You shouldn't do that." I said, "Well, let me let me just work. Let me figure me out. Cuz I didn't feel comfortable a, a man looking at me like that. Now, I'm talking about me. I'm not telling you anything about you. I just felt Hey, hey homeboy, don't be look. Hey, what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I I I I wasn't ready, man. I wasn't ready. I I don't know that I, look. That was me. Okay? So I didn't I, I didn't know how to respond. So I went. I went to God. I said, God, what am I supposed to do with this? He says, Jumbo, you have people in church who are sinning, having sex with people, getting high, getting drunk, stealing, lying, all up in here. Look at your neighbor. And say, Is he talking about you? Yeah. Come on, little. Come on, come on. Uh-uh. Well, look at look at them. Say, Were you out last night? <laughs> come on, come on. What club you go to? Come on, but let's be be honest. Let's be real. Nobody in here is perfect. Now, we look good today, but I wonder what you looked like last night. I met her in a club, too, by the way. Ah, yes, Lord. Cosmopolitan, Tallahassee. (laughs) Yeah, you can find a diamond in the rough. (laughs) Mm, Stop, Jumbo, stop. (laughs) But Jesus touched the untouchable. I don't want us, the church, to get so saved, so spiritual, that we are no earthly good that you know so much Bible, but you can't... Look, look, at one point in time, some of y'all don't look as good as you look today. At some point in time, some of y'all woke up in a bed that was not yours. Let me talk about me. I'm gonna be good, man. I'm gonna be good. Anybody woke up? Don't raise your hand don't do, just blink at me. Anybody woke up and said, Oh Jesus. <laughs> did I do that? Yes, you did. <laughs> but even in that situation, God saved you. Even though you messed up, God loved you in spite of the worst of you. God's Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, so that experience with that brother that could have been gay, bisexual, I don't know. I changed. And I said, How can I treat the dude I know is messing up with love? Because, see, what we do is we want to glorify sins. See, since his issue is not my issue, his issue is demonized or her issue. When at the end of the day, we lost and we need a savior to help us. So then I had to change my, because see, you don't know their story. You don't know how they got there. See, all you see is where they're at. And sometimes if you dig a little deeper, you realize how they got there. So I had to change. I said, what would Jesus do? He would go after the least, the lost, and the left out. And in this society, there's different segments who are the least, the lost, and the left out. And as a body, that should be what we do. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says this. Oh, this is good, too. Jesus says, I'm willing. Nowhere in the Bible did Jesus say no. If you came to him for help, the answer was yes. You've been listening to Fresh Wind
1: with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting